Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. We're going to cause trouble. Scott Farrell is calling the shots from the sideline. We're going to make fun of people. We're going to hurt people's feelings. It's Farrell on the bench. I believe in whipped cream with everything. Pharrell on the bench, hour number two, Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty, right here on Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us on Sirius XM, channel 159, as we take you through all of tonight's action. Also in this hour, we will start to get into NFL Divisional Weekend. We have not touched on that yet. Four big games, best weekend of the year in the NFL as we get a little closer to the Super Bowl in Los Angeles in a few weeks. Not the first weekend of February anymore. The second weekend in February. The 13th. Uh, so that's that's nice. I like that they have the Super Bowl now, Moff, lined up right with Valentine's Day. So uh, basically it's like, you know, you get Sunday. You know, all the guys, you know, here we go. We're going to watch the game. We're going to have some fun. And then Monday it's a big give back because it's Valentine's Day the next day. <laughs> No, 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 no. You gotta you don't go Sunday you know, Monday. You can't go on Valentine's Day. You gotta line this up right and not, you know, plan this out and I'm saying not leave this a chance because you know you're not gonna get a reservations Monday. It's gonna be too packed. Like you gotta do that Saturday night. Hit that Saturday night so that when you're calling Sunday for those reservations Monday and they have nothing, you shouldn't say, Well, you better take me out tonight now. Yeah, you can't you can't have that. Not on Super Bowl Sunday. I think that everybody understands uh, that that's a that there's no givebacks on Super Bowl Sunday. Super Bowl Sunday is uh, that's a holy day, Moff. I mean, we I think your wife you does. I think my wife that. does. I don't know if every wife does. All right, there's definitely some yeah, women. You're probably say right. I don't care what it is. And, and you know what? It's not a bad day if you want to do a giveback like in the morning or in the early afternoon because the game doesn't kick till six thirty. You know, it's not like it's a, you know, the traditional Sunday at one, like the regular season or a 425 game or, you know, a 630 kick, unless you can't possibly like watching all the nonsense that's on beforehand. But so that, that it's not a bad day on a Sunday. You got a little something to do early in the day uh, that you can get done for the family before that game starts. So that's not a bad give back day. No, no, you got a, a plenty of time to do it because especially if you young kids, you know, they're getting ready for bed six, seven o'clock anyway. So at least the second half all of yourself, you know, they got school the next day. They don't have the day off. Neither do we, except if you're uh, my brother-in-law, who that is the one day he makes sure he takes off every year, the day after Super Bowl Sunday. So does he really he does. He locks that, it in early? Yeah, that's a Mark holiday. Although now he has a baby, so I don't know if that's going to be the same. He can't get as banged up on Super Bowl Sunday as he used to, that's for sure. That used to be a big drinking night. <laughs> and like I said, it's, uh, you know, it's, it is Valentine's Day, the day after the Super Bowl this year. So, I mean, I, that's a, and we'll be coming home uh, from Los Angeles, of course, uh, that weekend. So, and I'm gonna, I miss a lot that week, Moff. I got way too many things lined up uh, close together because my wife's birthday is the 9th. 
It'll be Little William's first birthday on the 12th, and then Valentine's Day on the 14th. So that's oh. a triple header for me, Mafia, all mixed in with me not even going to be home for the, for uh, a good part of it with being in Los Angeles this year. Right, so now do you have to get Valentine's Day in there. you got to make up for missing her birthday. Oof. Yes, thank you. That's that's exactly right. <laughs> we got Saturday night. You better get some babysitting coverage for all of Saturday day and night. But but that's why I'm I'm coming back uh, Friday night so that I'm home for Little Willie's birthday on Saturday. So get in at 9 a.m. Saturday morning. Be good to go. We welcome in all of our radio affiliates. Pharrell on the bench, Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty tonight. Right here on Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us on Sirius XM, the mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. Sports Map, Sports Byline, Armed Forces Radio. Everybody in the mix tonight. We're taking you through all of tonight's action. We're going to get into the NFL divisional round of the playoffs as well. Uh, they have reached the half in Denver Mafia, where, I mean, let's be fair, they awful performance by the Nuggets. They're down 12. Uh, I did. Uh, we we did dip our toe in, Moff, uh, for the Nuggets to win this game outright. We're not even taking the three and a half they're offering. We're taking the money line, Mafia. Let's go, let's go, let's do it. It's a game of runs, and you know eventually those guys playing great for the Clippers are going to have to come back down to earth. You're not going to shoot over fifty percent from for the game, fifty three percent right now. That's not going to happen the whole game unless the Nuggets just really do not care. And you know after Malone let them up last time, halftime right now is not going to be pretty for them either. Seriously, like, they're just playing such a hack team. Like, this Clipper team has nobody. Like, there's nobody playing for the Clippers. How is this even possibly happening to the Nuggets again? And at home, no less. Gutless. They got to come out. And if, and if they don't give me a big performance in the second half, Mafia, you know what happens to the Nuggets, right? They're on the list. Dead to you. They're on the list, Moff. Oh, they will be on the absolute list. Wait, the list, buddy. Off. <laughs> They're going to make the list, that's for sure. By the way, Jazz losing at home to the Rockets now. 106-101. Look out. All right, Pharrell on the bench. Wednesday night, Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty. Right here, Sports Grid Radio. We'll come back, start to get into these NFL games. We're rolling on the grid right after this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we're back for On the Bench on a Wednesday night. Carver High and Mafia. Mike Carver and Brian Ciano here with you for Scotty, who's got uh, some basketball injuries. Uh, if you listen to the show regularly, you know he has been hurting the last couple days, uh, so he had to get that cleaned up today. Uh, so hopefully we'll have Scotty back in the next day or so uh, here, not only on the bench, but on coast-to-coast as well. Uh, we have some games at the half. Uh, Clippers lead the Nuggets 59-47, as I was crying about before the last uh, break. Uh, we'll see if the Nuggets can have some guts uh, here in the second half at home and find a way to beat the Clippers. If you haven't figured out by now, uh, I'm on the Nuggets uh, live money line uh, down 10. Moff, I didn't think I made it too obvious that I was on the Nuggets here and going into the second <laughs> half. <laughs> no, no, not at all, Gabe. Not at all. Uh, it, <laughs> 
I mean, that was the better play, though. If you're going to play them, you got to take a chance with that because three and a half is a, isn't enough. You know, if you got five and a half, six, maybe say, okay, I'll play the, the total. I mean, the spread and let them come back, and you know, then they don't have to necessarily win the game. But three and a half points, if they're coming back that far, you know, they're coming back all the way. So you got to go plus one thirty two on the money line. It just doesn't make sense to bet the plus three and a half. I like, I, and I like the big money and the big prizes, Muff. I mean, I like to go for the gusto uh, here, and I actually got a better number. Uh, at Caesars here in New York Mafia. I actually got plus 155. Ooh, very nice, because that number's already dropped so, to plus 116 yeah. on FanDuel. So. Yes, I just saw that, because I have FanDuel in front of me on one screen. I have Caesars on the phone. I've got everybody working here in New York now, Mafia. So, uh, And you made a great point to me as well uh, during the break, and uh, I talked about the total in the Pistons and the Kings with Dane today on Coast to Coast. I uh, loved it. At uh, 221.5, I mean, 71.66 at the half. Uh, so you're talking 137 points, Mafia. If I did some fast math that math there, 137 points in the first half. You did it right. Between the Pistons and the Kings. Uh, live total, 246.5. So... What sometimes happens in these games? Now, even though our cap is right, Kings play no D. Pistons uh, and the Kings score a lot of points. Pistons, even though it's a back-to-back, they've got young guys. Uh, they got Sadiq Bay. They've got they've they've got Cade Cunningham. They got guys that are going to fill it up. That's a big in-game total, Mafia two forty-six and a half. And you said maybe come back on the under a little bit. That might not be the worst idea. Yeah, because like you said, Pistons are coming off a of back-to-back. So while you have these young guys. And they're saying, all right, yeah, we'll get out there, play again. Who cares? Those legs are going to start to get tired in the second half. You're going to start to slow down. You know, the same for the Kings. You're not going to be able to shoot at this high percentage that both of them are shooting at. They're both shooting 50 and 49% respectively. That's just too much. It's got to come back down. There's no way you're going to continue that kind of offensive barrage and not have any letdown at all in the second half as you get deeper into the game and as you start to get more tired. So I think that 245 is a huge number right now. And, yeah, sometimes you can hit that in the NBA. You could have, you know, 125, 123. It's going to be, you know, probably a close game throughout. But I think you kind of fall into maybe like the 120, 117 range where you're going to fall just short because you're going to slow down, not completely, but enough to just get under that. So even if you had the over the, well, what, 222 was it before a game? You can middle this right now, I think, yeah. and hit the under the 245 and a half or 246 and a half even, um, seeing on FanDuel in New York. Oh, it would be a definite uh, middle situation if you had that pregame over uh, 221 because it's just, that that's going to sail by, I would think. And you get yourself a nice 24-point middle uh, if you want to get in on this, uh, I, I think I might do that. I, I might jump in on this under 245 and a half and hope for maybe a little bit of slowdown. The Rockets are going to beat the Jazz Mafia. Man, the Jazz have sucked the last few weeks. They have been awful. Like, they can't get out of their own way. I, I just have to look. When was the last? I got to see when what they've done. When was the last time they won a game? Like, you know, period. They beat the Nuggets on Sunday. Uh, one twenty-five, one hundred two. But this is some of these losses. I mean, they lost to the Lakers on Monday. They're going to lose to the Rockets tonight. Lost at home to the Cavs. Lost in Detroit. Lost in Indiana. Lost in Toronto. Wow. So that means they've lost one, two, three, four, five. This will be six out of seven losses for the Jazz Mafia. Yuck. That's disgusting, and usually the regular season is their domain. They dominate, they kick ass, and then you get to the playoffs, and that's when they choke. I mean, maybe maybe it's the opposite this year. Maybe they see all these other teams 
that do it the other way. You know, when Milwaukee, the Lakers, you know, these teams that have won, and they say, you know what, maybe we don't need to be good in the regular season. Maybe we can just, you know, get by, be good enough to make the playoffs, and then go from there. And, and you know, maybe that's the mentality they're taking because this is a team that was amazing last year, the last couple of years. They've always been good, but they've been like, you know, one of the best in the league the last couple of years and flopped when it matters most. So maybe they finally said, you know, forget changing it from a defensive-minded team to, you know, a three-point shooting team. Forget trying to be the one that gets the home court advantage the whole way. Let's just be ready. Let's just be healthy. Let's just be rested for the playoffs because we keep getting our butts kicked when we do everything right in the regular season, and it's just not worth it. It really is, and it ain't going to get any easier for them either. Now, they, they stay at home. They play the Pistons, who they just lost to last Monday. So they play the Pistons at home, but then they finish out January at Golden State, at Phoenix, Phoenix again at home. So a home and home with the Suns, at Memphis, at Minnesota, two of the younger, better teams in the league in the Western Conference right now. That So it ain't going to get any easier for the Jazz uh, coming up here. In the next week, week and a half, they got a lot of tough games, and they've lost six out of seven, including losing to the Rockets at home. God, that's embarrassing. Tough scene for the Jazz right now. What a shame as they start their swoon a little bit earlier this season. Uh, and the Lakers taking care of business, Ma, 44-31. They lead the Pacers uh, at the Crypto.com Arena there. Uh, they are underway in the second half between the Clips and the Nuggets, and the Clippers... Uh, immediately come out and uh, get themselves a bucket uh, to start. His box just comes right over the top. So the Clippers are off and running in the second half here. Um, let me tell you what else happened. Did I get a final yet? Did we get a cover for Auburn, Moff? We'll start the NFL after the after the break. I don't want to jump in with only a couple minutes left to go here. Uh, oh, man, Moff. It's amazing. Amazing. <laughs> 83 to 60 for Auburn. It's just amazing sometimes. It sits right on the number. They cover by a half. Oh, You can't believe it. You couldn't write it if you tried because, you know, like you said, you start taking it off in the second half. I mean, George outscored him in the second half, 33-31. You blow him out by 25 points in the first half, and somehow they outscored you in the second. That just screams of not caring and coasting to the end. Wow. So that that game was on the half, and the Alabama game was on the half. I feel like the Kentucky game was close to the number as well. They won Brooklyn Washington game was right on the number. Right on the number. Uh, by the way, Xavier ended up winning that game over DePaul by one, sixty-eight, sixty-seven. So Xavier held on in Chicago against DePaul. So there you go. They survived what would have been an awful loss for them. Twentieth uh, ranked Xavier uh, there. So. Uh, Ready for the second half to start also in Sacramento. We are going to jump on this, or uh, we have jumped on, I should say, uh, this live under uh, between the Pistons and the Kings as we're going to look for ourselves a little bit of a middle here and try to make something happen uh, in this game as we place this in. They're also underway, Mafia, second period at the Duck Pond uh, between the Avalanche and the Ducks. Now, this went down, this pregame was six and a half this total. Down to four and a half live, but heavily juiced. So we're going to let a couple minutes go by, Mafia, and see if we can get a little better price on that over four and a half and uh, try to jump on it because the Avalanche can score in a flurry. So we're going to see if we can get maybe three or four minutes to go by in the second period, get a better price on that over four and a half or maybe even lower four and a half to begin with. 
uh, here at the Duck Pond. All right, Pharrell on the bench on a Wednesday night. Carver High and Mafia here with you. Sports Grid Radio will come back, start jumping into NFL Divisional Round this weekend. We're back on the grid after this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we're back for On the Bench. On a Wednesday night, Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty, right here on Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us here tonight uh, as we are keeping our eye on uh, still quite a few NBA games going on. Three, actually, uh, live in progress. There was 13 games on the schedule tonight. We have one hockey game we're keeping an eye on. As now 15 minutes left in the second, still scoreless at the Duck Pond between the Avalanche and the Ducks. We're looking for a good spot maybe to jump in on that live number. Uh, but we have not, Mafia, yet talked about uh, NFL divisional playoffs this weekend as we hit midweek. Um, and we're at that point where now it's like, all right, let's play the games, you know, like, and I think part of that mafia is not just also, we always want like, like, like we hate the hype all week. Like, it's like, we just want to play the games, but I think even more so this week, because we had so many bad games last weekend that were starved to see some really good games. And when we have the last eight, what we believe are the eight best teams in the league this year. We just watched a whole bunch of blowouts. We want to see some compelling, exciting, action-packed, drama-filled games, and hopefully a good portion of them will provide that this weekend. Yeah, like we were saying earlier, I mean, when you have the the first round of games, you're always going to have some, you know, not-so-great ones because that wild-card round, there always going to be some teams that kind of sneak in that you look at and you say, all right, they, they do they really belong here? You know, we had that with the Steelers. We had that with the Raiders and the AFC. And, you know, in the NFC, certainly one of the teams that got knocked out was one of the top seeds. But they belong there, but they weren't one of the best teams. So I think it still worked out in the favor of all of us with the matchups that we're going to get this weekend. I picked the 49ers to win that game, you know. So I think that we knew, well, not all of us knew, but I thought that they were the better team and they had the better defense and the Cowboys offense was struggling. So, you know, everything was worked out, I think, in our favor. But you had always the last week of games. You're going to have a lot of crappy ones. That's why fantasy, you know, championships aren't usually played in the last week of the season. Usually it's the week before because there's so many meaningless games where guys aren't playing. And that's why now, you know, you, you had the extra week of that. You had the extra week of, you know, some of these playoff teams being in there that just didn't belong. So you had some crappy games. And now we get to the real mean potatoes. We get to what really matters, the best teams in the NFL, battling it out for the chance to go to the conference championships and then after that to the Super Bowl. In the last two rounds of the NFL playoffs, so what really, really matter? That's where you get the really the best games. And I, I did see a lot of people uh, crying about that. Well, why'd they expand the playoffs? We just got bad games now. Like, I got news for you. You would have gotten the same matchups no matter what. Because, yes, Kansas City and Pittsburgh was a bye. But guess what? I mean, it was a bad game. Kansas City would have had the bye and Pittsburgh wouldn't have made it. Same situation in the NFC. Tampa would have had the bye and Philly wouldn't have made it. All right, so you got two more games you were able to make a couple bucks on, even though they were blowouts. As far as the other blowouts, they all would have happened anyway. The Bills would have played the Patriots under the old format. The uh, the Rams would have played the Cardinals under the old format. 
And the other two games, I mean, hey, those were the only two games that were all right. The Cowboy-Niner game and the Bengal-Raider game. So it wouldn't have changed every anything. It just got us a few more games. And there's nothing wrong with that. So I got no problem that they added it, um, even though we did end up having a couple blowouts because, hey, we made some money on the Bucks and the Chiefs on Sunday. And that's a good thing, too. Uh, but now we get to this. Let's start, Mafia, with the Bengals and the Titans. The first game, Saturday, 4.30 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Bengals coming off the win over the Raiders at home. Tennessee off of the bye. And Tennessee is like the forgotten team. You know, uh, nobody wants to think about them or pick them. They're plus 850 to win the Super Bowl. They're the third choice to win the AFC, despite being the number one and having home field. They've beaten the Bills and the Chiefs already this year. But, eh, you know what? They're the Titans, and they're not sexy, so we're just going to leave them on the side of the road. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We always do that. You know, we always look for the teams that are the, the pretty teams, the sexy teams, the high-scoring teams. You know, we never want to just look at, well, who's going to play some grinding defense and just run the ball, run the ball, run the ball, and just beat you down until you submit. That's the Titans. So you're never going to make them the favorites because – you know, A, they don't play the the beautiful style that we all love to watch that people get excited about. They play the defense run game that we, you know, saw New England use so many years for championships with, you know, Brady and Belichick. And, oh, look, Mike Frable, the coach of Tennessee, who played on a lot of those teams, uses the same style. So not very surprising, but it works. You know, if, if they ain't broke, don't fix it. So that's the way they play. And maybe we've given them some more love in the past because of, you know, you see Derrick Derek Henry all year with him out the time that he spent out with the, the injury, you know, we kind of forgot about them. We kind of said, oh, yeah, well, forget it. They, they don't have the best running back in the game. It's not going to work for them. They still got those wins, even without him, even without their top receivers shuffling in and out of the lineup. They found other guys to get the job done, and it wasn't pretty, but it worked. So that's the way they play. That's the way they're going to do it here. Again, you know, and that's why Cincinnati, the sexy team, the Joe Burrow in that offense, that, that you know, receiving core that you sling it all along, all over on the field. You know, Joe Cool just throwing the ball like he's Matty Ice or like Montana. That's the one people are going to get excited about because it's exciting football. But in the end, I think this is, you know, the Titans are playoff football, and that's what you need to win. And while I'm not going to take anything from Burrow, I think he's going to have a good game. I think the Titans are going to slow the game down enough and make it more grinding and plotting that. He's going to have less chances, and with that, he's going to make a mistake here or there, and that's what's going to cost him. Yeah, it, it, it's like I never could figure out how they win these games, but they win them. You know, it's it's just it's weird with Tennessee. Their defense is a lot better than people give them credit for, and I think it's the best defense, possibly, that the Bengals faced all year. So... This is a a big spot for a young quarterback who I know is is as cool as it gets. I mean, you see him there with the uh, with the hat on every week, Mafia on uh, on Tuesdays or Wednesdays whenever he talks. And I mean, it looks like absolutely nothing phases this dude. But you know, him and those receivers, you know, that this is a big spot on the road in the playoffs. They handled it at home last week, but I think that this is a much different animal. Um, but that being said. I do like the half that's hanging there right now because I do feel like this is not going to be a blowout. I do feel like the Bengals will be able to hang around with them. And they might not win the game, but if I'm getting that little extra hook right now, that's kind of gravitating me towards Cincinnati as we get closer to Saturday. 
Yeah, I agree with you with that. That that hook right there that's hanging out there is very valuable. You know, and if you want to tease it up a little bit with some of these other games, you could. But I think that half might be just enough to get by and give you a win with Cincinnati. It's going to be a dangerous one. It's going to be one that's risky. You're going to be chewing your fingernails, you know, as you come down the stretch. But that could be the difference there. And Tennessee could squeak by by a field goal, and they'll be fine doing that. This isn't, you know, we've seen the Titans in games earlier this year when they're playing at their best, you know, where they could have blown teams out. They could have made it, you know, a much bigger win. They're like, no, you know, we're just going to do what we need to do. We're not worried about winning big. We're not worried about the style points. So it's, if they weren't going to do it in the regular season, they're sure as hell not going to worry about it in the playoffs when all that matters is moving to the next round with a guy like Mike Vrabel, who was playing under Bill Belichick, who only cared about moving on. Didn't have to be pretty, just has to happen. I agree with you about Burrow. It's funny because if you look at if you juxtaposition Burrow and Brady, not because they're in the same game or anything, just because the age difference and everything. You know, Burrow even talked about in that press conference yesterday about how, like, yeah, I think I was three when he got drafted, you know, but... When you look at Burrow, he kind of has the look on his face that Brady should have, where it's like, yeah, whatever, this is nothing special. I've been here before. Like, this is just what we do. And that's the attitude he has. And he's, he said towards the Cincinnati fans, like, I'm not that excited about the win because, you know, this is what we're going to do every year. This isn't going to be just one and done. This isn't going to be the only time I do this. And he has that confidence that, you know, that demeanor. And then Brady, you see him, and he's always, like, smiling like a little kid. Like, you know, it's the first win. Like, this is the greatest thing ever, and I'm so happy to be here. So it's just completely opposite. You would think Burrow would be like, this is the greatest thing ever. I can't believe I'm in the NFL playoffs. And Brady would be like, yeah, whatever. But it's flip-flopped. <laughs> it's so true. I mean, you can't get the guy. is like nothing phases this dude. Absolutely nothing. And we got a 12-1 run by the Nuggets like here. Mafia. They're down four. Let's go here. We got a big run from the Nuggets. It's all happening, baby. It's all happening. The Nuggets, and now another miss, and the Nuggets are pushing. Here come the Nuggets. They have found some life. Maybe Malone did give them the business in the locker room at halftime. Uh, Mafia, how about that? Another bucket, and they're down a deuce now, 71-69. Let's go. By the way, that line has also come down, that total for the uh, Avs and Ducks, and getting plus money for the over 3.5 for now, plus 118. Ooh, who's got that? FanDuel? FanDuel, yeah. Hmm, FanDuel with the three and a half plus money. Well, we're at, because you know what? We're halfway through now. We're halfway through the game. What's Caesar's giving me here? Yes, three and a half to plus money. You know what, Moff? I think it's worth, I think it's worth a poke. It's worth a poke, I think. Over three and a half. Let's try to figure this out here. One, one, two, one, even an empty netter, a three, one final gets it for you. We need to find some goals out here in the duck pond. We may get involved here, Mafia. We'll take Ooh, Colorado almost scored just now, too. Uh, Denver has the rock also uh, about to tie here. Hopefully, if they can get a bucket, they can get even uh, in this game as well. Uh, so, so scoreless at the duck pond. Down two for the Nuggets here at home against the Clippers. And we'll see what else is going on with the Lakers in the Kings game uh, as well. Pharrell on the bench. On a Wednesday night, Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty, Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us. We keep rolling on the grid right after this. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, (laughs) That's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.
And we're back for On the Bench. Carver High and Mafia in for Scotty. Right here on Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us tonight as we are taking you through all of the action. Uh, the Nuggets now down one as uh, Joker got a technical. Gave the Clippers a, a free uh, free point. So now 73-72, the Clippers lead uh, in that game. We did jump on, Moff, the uh, live over for the Ducks and the Avs at three and a half. Uh, to plus money. Colorado on the power play here. It'd be nice if they could punch this in uh, as the Ducks have uh, played very well tonight. Colorado has 10 shots on goal with seven minutes left in the second period, which is wild for them. Uh, let's see if they can maybe find the net here uh, and we can get things cooking on that front. Uh, other NBA uh, as we get it to load up here uh, in a moment. Things have significantly slowed down, uh, which is good for us. Between the Kings and the Pistons. Now 88. Uh, you know what? And then it just ticked back up, Moff. I mean, it's up to 253.5 now, live. So that might be. Ooh, that even might be bigger. Tough. The Pistons haven't scored much, but the Kings are scoring a lot. And 166 so, right now. So you still need, what, a good 80, you know, 80 points in, uh, you know, yeah. a quarter and a half? Yeah. Might be a little, little it's, bit more, you know, uh, fingernail biting closer than we thought it would be. Need it, need it to slow down a lot more. Need it. Well, you know what we need. You know what would be very helpful for that under uh, live under is if the Kings could get up by twenty ish or so, and everybody just kind of, you know, looks to get the hell out of there. That's really what, what we need to catch that two forty five and a half on the underside. Uh, the Pacers had a little bit of a comeback in them. They're now only down six uh, at the half to the Lakers. So 56-50, Lakers lead the Pacers uh, in that one in Los Angeles at the Crypto Arena. Uh, late game on Saturday, NFL. We've got the Pack and the 49ers in Lambeau Field. Uh, we saw a little bit of movement on this line today. Mafia went from five and a half to six for Green Bay. Uh, we played the clips on coast to coast of Rogers. I know what this means for my legacy. Have to get another Super Bowl. Matt LaFleur has been to the N NFC title game every year. He's coached, hasn't gotten to the Super Bowl yet. A lot on the line for the pack. Niners, a great win in Dallas last week. What's your lean here uh, as we get to a Wednesday night uh, between the Niners and the Packers? Yeah, my lean is still the Packers. I think it's still going to be a good game. I think it's going to be a tight game, maybe you know, low, lower scoring than people are expecting because of the weather. But I think that in the end, you know, Rogers is going to have that touchdown win here. And I think it's going to be a big factor is the uh, the, the injuries to Jimmy G and the weather combining. I know that it's going to he's going to play through it. I think he's still going to have a good game. But there's going to be those mistakes. There's going to be those issues. You heard him talk about it. You know, on our show today, we played the clip about. Every throw is affected by that shoulder. Because they're asking him, like, hey, there's the one in the second half where he just threw it short. It was because the shoulder. He's like, yeah, everything I do is affected by the shoulder. And I have to get used to it. And he might get used to it and practice a little bit. But then when you're going to be playing in that game, and it doesn't matter how warm you're staying on the bench, when you're out there, he gets only once, like, oh, I'm a cold weather, weather kid. I grew up in it. With that shoulder, with that thumb, as you're going to get colder and colder later and later in that game, they're going to hurt more. The more they get cold, the more that's, you know, you just have to do all sorts of things to try to keep it warm, and that might wear it down even more. Eventually, it's going to get tight as you start to get cold, as, you know, your muscles start to contract to try to keep warm out there, and that's going to cause him at some point. He's going to make that mistake, and Aaron Rodgers is going to win by a touchdown. 
Yeah, like that's the thing for me. Like it's going to be so cold there. And as of right now, they're talking kind of like the Bill Patriot game uh, last Saturday. Temperatures around zero with the wind chill. Maybe a little bit colder than that. Uh, probably a little bit more chance for some snow or some flurries than there was in the Bill Patriot game. But that type of cold is what they're expecting for Green Bay on Saturday night. Now, I don't buy too much that, like, the Niners, because they're a California team, can't handle that. I don't think that matters because the Niners are a team that's kind of built to play in that type of uh, game. And, by the way, a 19-3 run for the Nuggets. They have their first lead, Mafia, since the first quarter. Let's go. They now lead the Clippers. Um, as we have jumped in on the Nuggets here live, they were down at the half, double digits, uh, to make a move here after the day. And there is a big flush. Oh, it is all happening in Denver. The Clippers are going to need a timeout, baby, as the Nuggets now up three. Let's go here. Let's go. Nuggets in the mix, uh, as we were saying. Um, I-, I think the Niners can play in this type of weather because they try to be a power running team and their defense is pretty hard-nosed. But at the end of the day, Moff, I've thought the Packers were going to win the NFC for a while now. I just can't see this guy again losing at home this year. With the last couple years losing at home, I just I can't see it again. Now, two years now a couple years ago, they lost in San Francisco in that NFC title game, which was the year the Niners blew it against the Chiefs in the Super Bowl. But I just can't see this guy again in Lambeau Field and having a chance to get his second Super Bowl title or at least go to another Super Bowl. I can't see him losing at home to the Niners on Saturday night. I just can't. No, I can't. And, you know, it would be fitting because everything seems to be going right for him. We've had that years before where it just seems like it's lined up for him. Like, you can't stop the guy. And he's last year MVP, and they had home field advantage, and they lost. I mean, and they're going to have that again this year. I just feel like the defense has stepped up a little bit this year. I still feel – I still get the, you know, that gut feeling that at some point it's going to – Come and bite him. He's just going to get stuck on that one title and have all these amazing stats and keep them in the games and you know make things happen. And then still, for some reason, cannot get over that hump a second time to get into that upper echelon of you know great quarterbacks to play the game or some of the greatest. And it's going to haunt him. But still, right now, that's not going to be this game. As good as the 49ers have become late in the season, as hot as they are right now, as you know, they're definitely playing their best ball at this point in the season when you want to be. I still think the injuries and just facing Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau is going to be a little too much for them. And, you know, let's face it, if we're going to talk about snake-bitten guys, I'm going to put my money on Shan- on uh, on Rodgers winning over Shanahan because that guy's more snake-bitten than Rodgers has ever been between the Super Bowl collapse and, you know, the Super the, with the as the offensive coordinator against the Patriots, and then you know the Super Bowl that they had a couple of years ago, they couldn't get it done. So this guy has uh, his issues as well in the big games. So when it comes to this one, that's one step before we get to the championships and eventually the Super Bowl. I'm going to take Rodgers. If it was next week or the week after, maybe I'd lean differently just because of his history. The only props they've got up for this game right now is touchdowns, Moff, but there's a few that stick out. These always change drastically by the time you get to game time on the weekend. And them putting these out early in the week, sometimes you can find a couple of edges I, I feel like A.J. Dillon's a guy that they like. They love to use inside the five now, and I think that that's a guy at plus 125 in the type of game that we and you were just talking about that it could be on Saturday night, 
plus 125 for A.J. Dillon's nice. And Elijah Mitchell at plus 140, the two main back. You know, listen, Aaron Jones the main back. I get it, but they use Dillon a lot now. They've really worked him in. Mitchell's the main back for the Niners. We know Debo. And Debo's even plus 100. Debo's been minus money, Mafia, for like a month and a half now for any time touchdowns, and he's plus 100 this week. Yeah, that's a good one for him because they're using him in every which way possible, and they're going to have to too because, you know, while they have uh, Mitchell doing a nice job in the run game, you know, they need that trigger. They need that stuff to keep things off balance, especially if Jimmy G's thumb isn't right. You know, they're going to have to use Debo running the ball a little bit more. They're going to have to use the, the end arounds and things like that. So you know they're going to get him involved. And if it's not going to be in the passing game, potentially, if there's a chance that with that cold, things get disrupted. Or, hey, let's face it, if, you know, somehow Jimmy G gets knocked out of that game because of the thumb of the shoulder, if he gets a, a hard tackle, like the one that got that shoulder sprayed in the first place and he can't come back in when dislocated or, you know, contused or something, Trey Lance coming in there is going to change that passing game drastically. He's going to bring it down. So you're going to use Debo Samuel one way or another, and we know Shanahan has no problem you know, th- doing as much as he can with Debo, so that's a good bet right there. You know, uh, and I saw this. Lance actually had a rushing touchdown in the first game between the Niners and the Packers. So uh, I don't know if they have Lance up there. Do they have a Lance? Uh, they do not. Do not have Lance up there. Now, Jimmy G started that game. He played well in the first Packer game, but I guess they brought Lance in as like a running package, but they haven't really done that mafia the last two months. That was like an early in the season thing. I haven't seen Shanahan try to pull Trey Lance out with the bag of tricks recently, especially during this run that they've had in December and January. No, and you're not going to. Jimmy G's playing well enough. He's you know, making that team do what they got to do. You're not going to disrupt the flow and stuff as you get towards the end of the season and into the playoffs. It just doesn't make sense unless it's something that you've done enough, and it just hasn't been enough. Lance hasn't shown you the success that he could have with it you know, in enough situations to make you think that's a real weapon at this point. There's a couple other big specials here, at least in Jersey, on FanDuel. You got Debo Samuel to rush for 50-plus yards and 100-plus receiving yards, a plus 800. Not the worst thing to throw a shekel or two on. You get Nick Bosa to record one sack, Robbo to throw one TD, and Eliza Mitchell to have one rushing TD plus 350. Both those aren't bad ones, I think, to take a chance on. Mm, I like those. They need to give us those in New York, Mafia. I don't like that uh, we can't get those yet. Um, Now, they've given you regular standard props and obviously the game, but... Those like divisional round specials and those specials for the game. Uh, the Avalanche are on the board, by the way. They, they just are. scored their first goal with about a, a minute and a half left. And how about the Nuggets with a little buzzer beater to tie it back up at 81? Gordon with the shot. They go to the fourth tide. So we've got some things happening here. Um, as I was saying, um, I actually lost what I was saying because I got so excited about those two things happening. In the Not movie. getting those special props yet, New York. To- not getting the special props in New York, uh, and that bothers me, Mafia. I want to be involved in the weekend specials, and they have uh, all these crazy little prop bets. For some reason in New York, they have not given those to us yet, Mafia. But we did get a spread the love tomorrow. Um, I know that uh, they will not – only in New York uh, for the Nick Pelican game, and it's they've already jacked it up to the Knicks plus 147 or something like that. I actually think it's 185 <laughs> now or something. So that's like a freebie, Mafia, when they give you that one FanDuel. <laughs> yeah, you got to love the spread the love ones when they put them out there. We've seen them before, the bunch of Laker games or some of the – I think there was a Buck game one I jumped in at some point with the NFL season. So when you have those, you got to take advantage of it and then make it count afterwards because, you know, they're giving you that just to try to take it right back from you. Well, it's funny. They're giving that to you Thursday night for the Nick Pelican game, 
And where they where do they know you're going to spend it on Saturday and Sunday in the NFL? <laughs> so they know they know to give you the the free bet basically before the weekend and the football comes in. So there you go. Um, <laughs> we'll come back, get a quick thought uh, on the two Sunday games. Uh, although we'll see, maybe it might be me and you again tomorrow night, Mafia. We're not sure yet. We'll see how Scotty's feeling tomorrow. But tomorrow I'd bet night on. we'll dive a little bit more into. I would bet on it as well. Uh, but tomorrow night we can dive a little more into uh, if it's me and you, the Bucks and the Rams, and the Bills and the Chiefs. And I said it today. I don't want to go against Brady, but ah, what the hell? I might try it again. <laughs> for on the bench, Carver High and Mafia. In for Scotty on Sports Grid Radio. We'll come back and wrap this up on the grid right after this. Reese's peanut butter cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil. And we're back. Trail on the bench, Carver Ryan Mafia in for Scotty. Right here, Sports Grid Radio. Good to have you with us. Uh, Scotty, hopefully back uh, tomorrow the next day, as uh, you've heard throughout the week or weeks, however you want to do it. He's had some issues uh, with some basketball injuries, getting those taken care of. So we're holding it down for you here. Uh, Nuggets now up five, Moff, uh, early in the fourth quarter. They are now minus seven and a half live and minus 560 on the money line. NBA in-game betting, Mafia, you can't beat it. We got the Nuggets here at plus 155. Let's go. <laughs> Listen, that, that's the best sport to bet in-game, especially as we keep going through, you know, the different things in the NBA the last couple of years with COVID, people in and out, or, you know, who's sitting, who's resting, who's not playing whole games. It's all about the in-game. You know, make sure you're in there, you see who's in there, who's playing and what they're doing before you jump in on some of these games because there's just too many that you look at and you're like, oh, this seems definitely better than that one, and then all of a sudden half their lineup's missing. <laughs> it's true. It really is. And, uh, man, uh, I can't believe also 263 and a half now between the Kings and the Pistons, Mop. 263 and a half. Look out. Yeah, two away after three quarters for us. Oh, man, that's not looking good at all. All right, Moff, I'll see you tomorrow. We're back coast to coast, 4 p.m. Eastern, Sports Grid, Sports Grid Radio. Good night. Cash some tickets. We'll see you then. Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the greatest, but let me play devil's advocate here. Let's see. So, no, that's a good thing. Uh, <laughs> that's definitely not a problem. Uh, Reese's, you did it. You stumped this charming devil.